Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Speak On Podcast. I am your host, Chris Mike. The sports, and we are here to talk about it. Of course, you know I can't do this alone. We got a nice three-man weave tonight. Got to bring in my man, the mad producer, podcast Poppy in the building. We're out here. And uh, I don't see I don't see his camera on. I guess he's still preparing. Oh, ah, there he is. Getting ready, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing, it is punishment night. Here, doing this punishment from last week. Roz is in the building. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's going to do his best not to talk. <laughs> I, I would recommend to anyone listening to this to go on our YouTube page to see Roz has a spoon in his mouth with an egg in, on it. Insane. And he has to, <laughs> has to go the whole show like this and what if he drops the egg what happens then number one there are oh, the first one dropped so you know what that means you know, you know what i got this is going to be a fun fun show (laughs) we've got some topics to talk about a lot going on in sports we're going to get right to it if you're looking for a full recap on our nfl games i would Welcome you to check out Dylan on our after, well, we did Monday this week, but usually Sundays our after football special where we recap everything so we can just get right to it today. You guys know what happened. First question, best team in football. After two weeks, I mean, Anthony disagrees, but Anthony's not here. So I don't know who the, I don't understand who I, he was going to pick. I don't know who he was going to pick, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear that right now at this moment, week two, it's a two horse race between the Cowboys and the 49ers. Who is the best team in the league right now? I I say it's. <laughs> I say it's the Cowboys. I think it's far and away the Cowboys. Uh, I think the Cowboys have the better quarterback. I think the Cowboys have the better offensive line. I think the Cowboys have like an elite passing attack. I'm not going to say it's better because I like Ayuk and I like um, what's his face. Debo and McCaffrey is obviously the best running back in football, but a healthy Cowboys team with CD lamb, Brandon cooks, Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn. That offense is crazy. Uh, McCarthy's doing a hell of a job calling plays their defense. That Cowboys defense is the best defense in football from top to bottom. Hands down. They have the best cornerback tandem. 
they their weaknesses are, I think they're their safeties and their linebackers, but I think I, they have better safeties than people think. Uh, the linebackers lack a little bit of speed, but are still fucking awesome. Uh, great trenches and the best player in football, not the best defensive player in football, the best player in football, Michael Parsons. <laughs> like, I there's mean. nothing you could do about Michael Parsons. He exists. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. He may just skip defensive player of the year, just go to MVP. He's going to be like, I've come runner up back to back years. I may just skip that award completely. <laughs> oh. If, if you're wondering. Bang, bang, bang. Shit like that. Shit like that. Oh. oh I can't do this. <laughs> well, I was going to run through that. That. Carton very quickly. Rot, did you did you want to say something? Was there something you wanted to say? Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a man of so few words. Cowboys. The well, Cowboys just got him speechless, man. They just they just so good. They they beat the Jets so bad. He has nothing to say. Um. Nothing. <laughs> I really am interested to, to know who Anthony thinks is the actual best team in football. I also think it's the Cowboys. If it's not the Cowboys well, or the Niners, who is it? I mean, he wouldn't dare have himself say the Chiefs. So, because they're not. Maybe he, he might do Baltimore. Baltimore looks really good. Uh, but Baltimore doesn't look as overwhelming as the Cowboys do. No, well, that, I think, is the problem. You may say Philly. Ah, Philly's not. Philly it does not look the same. Philly is still very good, but they don't look the same. The Philly Cowboys just look so with. overwhelming. Philly will have to be dealt with, but I wouldn't say, like right now, if we're doing a power ranking, I wouldn't put Philly over either. I, I actually Mm-mm. wouldn't put Philly over Baltimore right now. Mm-mm. I wouldn't either. I would. I would. Over Baltimore? Yeah. I, would. I don't know. They played... They played the Patriots really close after getting out, and then the Vikings, who stink, almost came back on them. The only thing with that, though, the Vikings were never going to win that game. Yeah, like, but the fact that they got there, they that they got uh, – the, like, They scored a late touchdown in the fourth quarter that made it seem closer than it was. That game, But there was too many points in that game where it's like, what the fuck? And Jalen Hurts, despite like what his stats say, he didn't play awesome. They took the ball out of his hands. They ran the ball 48 times. They could, the Vikings couldn't stop the run. I would have kept running it too. It's they one of those things where I, I brought this up before this game last pod where it was like, did the Patriots kind of like set the tone for the league on Philly? Where you could kind of figure out a way to slow them down and make them not look as overwhelming as they did last year. The copycat league. It's copycat league. And when the worst thing that could have happened to Philly was starting off with Bill first. And Bill did a great job taking away the first read. And taking away the first read, you forced Jalen Hurts to go through the rest of his progressions. And you could kind of see him slow down a little bit. The Vikings tried to do the same thing. It didn't work as much because the Vikings defense is fucking horrible. But there were moments where it worked. The problem is when they weren't able to take away the first read... Devontae Smith was open like four straight times for a hundred and like a billion yards. And like so, I said, they couldn't stop the run. It's not like they were 
you know, they had to pass and they, you know, they had to pass because they couldn't run. They couldn't stop the run regardless. Yeah, but there was a lot of times last year where they elected to just keep passing the football when they could have easily just run. But they decided to go away from it because I think they saw Hurts struggling a little bit. Why? And that's not a bad thing. You do play to your strengths, but that's where those questions for Hurts come from me. Right? Is I've been saying that last year we was a bad year to, to have that because the teams just didn't do it. But we saw it week one. We saw a little bit week two against a worse defense. I'm interested to see who does Philly play this week? They haven't played in a preseason together. They barely played. Well they the most did. most teams never do. Their starters really never play. I mean the Jets didn't have their old line for the entire preseason. We see yeah, and that. Dwayne Brown just doesn't practice at all. Oh, they play the Bucks. So, so that's going to be a very intriguing game because yeah. we're going to find out if the Bucks are for real. Because the Bucks have a good fucking defense and are very well coached on the defensive side. And they're playing. And they're... <laughs> I think that's going to be a very close game. I think the spread on that is three and a half. Where is, where is it? In Tampa or in Philly? In Tampa. It's the I'm, first I'm, of the Monday night doubleheaders. Wait, they're doing this doubleheader thing every week? Uh, no, they'll do it for the first couple weeks. Oh, I like that. They usually do it week one. Yeah. But week, week one, one has been like the 9-11 game. So they yeah, let that be like the... Aaron Rodgers night. Well, no, it was that last week, last year too. Where it was like, hey, we're going to leave that to be its own thing to get as many ratings as possible. Then we'll revert back to, hey, do- two doubleheaders, whatever. Yeah, I think the New York team has to have the 9 11 game, I think. Every year. Yeah. I mean, it makes, makes sense. I don't know why the Yankees and the Mets aren't home every year on that game either. I mean, I just. Yeah, but... you would think because they're the ones that actually were driving the sports. You know, like phenomenon during that time with Mike Piazza and also, you know, Mr. November, Alfonso Soriano and Deer and those guys against the Diamondbacks. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. I don't even remember what we were talking about. What were we uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you would pick as that third team. I think Baltimore is a great option. Uh, the Browns are not. And I know Anthony's been super high on the Browns. I mean, he would have had I, – I could understand it had the injury not happened because the Browns had looked really good week one. I mean, if they had won that game, we would have been like, yeah, this team – they still get to play bad despite what happened. Ah. It's not Washington play bad. They had four fumbles. I'm not getting into this argument. I'm just saying they they had four, they legitimately four they had a scoop and score fumble they had a pick six like they were giving the ball away so it's like yeah. they didn't play good that whole Steelers Browns game was bad football back and forth that Pittsburgh team looked like absolute dog shit before that like they were not having a fun time either team playing football on Monday so uh, my I, I messaged the group chat after that game. I was like, so are we going to not overreact to the Steelers losing to one of the best teams in football and uh, acknowledge them when they play a team closer to their skill gap or what? Because <laughs> 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 the, 
The Steelers look like they were competing that game. And those are the games that matter more. Them division games. I didn't watch the game, so I can't say how the how they look. They both both right. teams look like shit. There you go. There's your recap. <laughs> but Watson particularly did not look very good. Well, that's my quarterback, so I need him to step it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, the pay- they took a point away from the Steelers' defense, and I lost. Mm. Yeah, and and Roz, did you see who you lost to? You lost to, to Darius. Not mm. only I would have beaten literally every team this week, every single team this week, but me and Darius had the two highest scoring teams in football. I lost by point nine. Yeah. If the Steelers defense, they gave the Steelers defense twenty four points. They the uh, the Browns completed a pass twenty three points, and I lost. <laughs> that was a break, man. I have been terrible at sound too. It's the worst, the fucking worst. I'm on the board though, so I can't be mad. We on the board. I don't know what you just said. First W. I believe he board. said we're on the board. Yeah. Oh. First W on the board. Okay. How nice. At least somebody, because the uh, that that was the West Division. Whew. Dog shit. Whew. Shout out to my brother, Owen Two. Eat a oh, dick. Two. Owen Two. <laughs> Eat a dick, Steven. That's wild. <laughs> caught that L. He caught that L this, this week. He caught that L. He caught Raj, a massive L. Raj out here doing God's work. Don't worry, he's about to be in real trouble with the with the the Bengals team. He's got the the stack of Burrow and Chase. Yeah, I need Chase to wake up. Well, you, you're going to need somebody to throw him the ball because Burrow's not going to be playing. I need Najee Harris to wake the fuck up, too. Najee Harris is going to lose his job. I tried telling you all this. I tried saying they were really high on Warren, and everyone's like, nah, Najee Harris is a beast. Najee Harris is about to lose his job. Yeah, Mason years last year. That's kind of crazy. He's about to lose it. They don't like how he runs. They don't like. They don't think he's a smart runner. That's wild. And you're about to see the decline of Najee Harris because the Steelers don't believe in him. Mike Tomlin yeah, yeah, awesome don't play either. Yeah, the Austin here, need you be able to consider him a great runner. Mike Tomlin don't fuck. And he was fantastic. Don't play that. So, do we think the Steelers, the Steelers, the Niners are close or not even close? Because close. Oh, the Cowboys? Yeah, it's the consensus that we all think it's the Cowboys. I think they're close. close. I think I have more questions on the nine, the rest of the Niners' offensive line outside of Trent Williams and uh, quarterback. I, I hate to be an Anthony apologist or a cheerleader, but that man has still not lost a regular season game. He hasn't. But here's the tell me the defenses he's played against. Does it matter? Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does when he's not playing. The best defense he played is the Steelers, and the Steelers looked like dog shit because they couldn't stop McCaffrey or anybody that game. But the Steelers have a good defense. The Steelers are the best defense they played, uh, and then they just dropped like 31 on the Rams, and he didn't throw a touchdown. So, like, you can only do so much here. Like, when teams start to take away, it's the same thing with Jalen Hurts. When teams start to take away that first read, he's going to struggle. 
But the problem is they play so fast that that ball's out. Whether that reads there or he's thrown to McCaffrey in the flat or Debo short or whatever, Shanahan does a great job of hiding uh, Brock Purdy. A great job of hiding him. But that's what happens when you have the best play caller in football. So, Brock Purdy has the best play caller in football. Jalen Hurts has the best team in football. But neither one of them are responsible for the success that they're having. Uh, Brock Purdy, no, because you could just hand the ball. You see what Christian McCaffrey's been doing the last two weeks. It doesn't matter if Brock Purdy's on the field or not. Christian McCaffrey, you said, wasn't that guy? I never said he wasn't that guy. Wasn't worth I said the, money. the team he wasn't will... worth the money. That's Name me said. a running back in the NFL making as Actually, much as Trish McCaffrey. He wasn't worth the money because he looks worth the money right now. Does he? Or And when the Niners get rid of him next year because he's going to make 15 mil and running backs are making, I don't know, $9 million less, why would they keep him when they have to cut salary cap? You tell me. Especially when he doesn't have a, a dead cap hit and you can cut him and cut your losses. Why would it make sense? He's Saquon's making 12. Saquon's making 10 with like uh, 2 million in incentives. Saquon signed a franchise tag deal. Was he making like close to? Somebody else signed a contract right now. Josh Jacobs is making. Josh Jacobs signed a one-year deal. The same yeah. thing, kind of the same thing as well. they pretty much signed a franchise tag deal. Except Josh, Josh is going to be a free agent. So will Saquon? No, they can read. They can franchise. Well, and if they want. he's going to hit free agency. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hit free agency. I don't think they can franchise Josh. Well, they didn't sign the tag. So they yeah, can't. That's what I, mean. I, I don't think they can. That's what I mean. He is just abruptly. He is a free agent. They can run this game with Saquon again next year. If they want. Well, they could boot the same thing with Josh Jacobs. They could put the tag on him. They didn't, I don't he think didn't... They can't put the tag on him. Yes, they can. I think that's in his contract that they can't. That's what I'm if, saying. Oh, if he put that in his contract, then, then go by all means. Double check. I think then they're the Raiders are stupid for signing that contract. Doesn't matter. He's uh, rushing for negative yards now. So, <laughs> but no, it's when you're trying to destroy the running back value. Why would you keep a running back at 15 mil and then while also destroying your your books? No, they did not put that in the contract. Yeah, so he'll be a free, he'll be a free, he could they could play the same game again. It's just financially and what the league structure is and overpaying a running back by like $9 million doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. So that's why I stay there. But that doesn't take away from McCaffrey's talent because McCaffrey is like the best running back in football. Jalen Hurts, well, their he's defense. The football, but, he's, but he's overpaid? Yes. As far as running backs go, what is the what's the running back average? What is it, 10 mil? So every if every running back gets paid ten million, and you get paid fifteen million, you're overpaid. But he's better than every other running back. Yeah, apparently so he's he five million dollars better than everybody so too. More or nine million. Him. Yeah, but again, they're trying to destroy the running back value market. Like, I'm not saying he's not worth the money. I'm just saying a team's not going to want to pay their running back the highest amount out of any running back. They have. 10 people on their team who are making top five money in at their position. You can't afford to do that. No. So what's the least valuable position on the football team? It would be running back. 
There you the go. Problem, we did the problem it. Is, the problem is he's the best player on the team. We we've had we we've done this already, Mike. We've had for years. You can't name like another like three running backs outside of Frank Gore and Christian McCaffrey that have run through there. They like it doesn't matter who the running back is. The scheme works. The if scheme you, works. If you think that they can just make another Christian, if they could just make another Christian McCaffrey, they, they made Raheem be, Mostert. They wouldn't, and he wasn't Christian McCaffrey. You're missing the point. He ran for the most running rushing yards in a playoff game of all time. Clearly, they did it. Make another Christian McCaffrey, or they wouldn't have gone and got Christian McCaffrey. They they went to stack the deck. That's what Christian McCaffrey was. They went to go stack the deck. The problem is everybody blew up. That whole team blew up. Why wouldn't they just get rid of him now then? Since they can just make another one. Cap hit. Why get rid of him now? You still take a cap hit because he still has money on his contract guaranteed to him. That's why you don't do that. Because you next can year, that. you can negotiate that. Next year, goodbye. So they're gonna get rid of him. Who else did you say they're gonna get rid of? I said they're gonna get rid of uh, the corner. Uh, I forget his name. They're getting rid of the corner. I think they'll get a McCaffrey, and I think they'll get rid of one of the tackles. And then you just freed up sixty million. You're not going to get rid of Bosa. You're not going to get rid of Fred Warner. They're going to pay Brock Purdy. No, they can't pay Brock. Brock Purdy's under contract. Like, but I'm saying they, that's that's going to be coming too. Well, in two more years, you got to get rid of him now because if they go into the season right now with what they have, they're over the salary cap at like forty mil. Can't do it. Literally can't do it. Eventually, got to get rid of somebody and. Like, that's just the long and short of it. That's just how it goes. Got to be all in. Got to figure it out. Got to make money work. This is all in there. Because what are you going to do? Get rid of Trent Williams, who's the best left tackle in football? No, you're not going to do that. What are you going to do? Get rid of Fred Warner, who's the best middle linebacker in football? No, you're not going to do that. What are you going to do? Get rid of Nick Bosa, one of the three best defensive ends in football? No, you're not going to do that. I don't know. Um, Debo. All I can't, was, you, they just signed Debo. You can't get rid of him. I, I, or Trent Williams, but they're not gonna they're not gonna get rid of him. You need I a wish. left tackle. I wish. I wish. You need a left tackle, can't get rid of him. Debo just signed. You're gonna be hit taking not only the cap hit, you're also gonna be negative cap because he of the guaranteed money that you owe him. Can't get rid of him. Yeah, the Niners, this is the year for the Niners. They have to be able to make that. They have to win now or blow it up. Salary cap is a demon. They got to win this year. Dallas has to win the next two years. Cowboys still have a little bit of time. Yeah, Parsons next year. Yeah. They have to win the next two years. Parsons up. Parsons up. Yeah. Well, Parsons is going to get his deal. It's it's when Parsons and Diggs become come. Get their money. That's where we are. Ah, shit. Two years. They signed Diggs already. They did. Yeah. Oh, you're right. They did. Parsons. So, Parsons is two years from now with the fifth year option. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because he's going to get paid everything. Because <laughs> I, I think Parsons is exactly here. I think right. Uh. Yes. Yeah. So two more years. 
I think you're going to see the Niners restructure a lot of contracts. I think that's what's going to happen. That can happen, too. It could. But you can't restructure a contract that's up or that's that's expired or on it is on its last year. Sorry. Can't restructure that. Unless you convert the whole thing to um, signing bonus. What? How can you restructure a, con- a contract when it's its last year? You can't push money back any further like you could on a three-year deal. You sign up to an extension. And then you restructure the contract that way. Mm. I don't think they would do that. Because then you'd, they'd reset the market. That, that's not my NFL problem. don't want that. And all the and owners are colluding together. They collude all the time. That didn't stop the Browns. What did the Browns do? They, they signed a running back market. for four mil? No, they signed a quarterback for 230. Fully guaranteed. Fully gu- First fully guaranteed NFL contract. Name me a player who's got a fully guaranteed contract. Has it happened since? Because it's not going to happen. But my Team point colluded is, together to stop it, that. It didn't stop the Browns from doing that just like it won't stop well they weren't team. trying to, they didn't know the browns were doing that <laughs> the browns did that it won't stop another team from doing that oh one more time <laughs> if the rest of the league knew that the browns were going to give him a fully guaranteed oh no 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 the problem is the browns did it and then every player went to expect it and they're like yeah we're not doing that yeah but so, who do you think is the best team, the Cowboys or the Niners? It's Cowboys. Cowboys. I, I'd say right now it's the Cowboys. Yeah. I think we would agree. It's it's the Cowboys, but the Niners are close. The they Niners are close. But the, the Cowboys, they got some dogs on that offensive line. They really the Niners do. might end up with a better record. Yeah, because they play the the easier schedule. Mm-hmm. And the rest of their teams are significantly worse <laughs> in the kind of division. And the cow and the Cowboys play in a better division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't just count the Cowboys getting beat up. By the Cowboys will take some punches. They're going to take some punches. By the time we see after the by the time they the bye week or the pandemic comes by, they they may not be the same team that you see in week one or two. If CeeDee Lamb gets hurt, that team is not that good. Let's not let's not root for that. I don't I don't need that. Of course not. I'm just saying. I where's Anthony? Anthony will root for that. I, <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough of that for one season. Uh but moving on, speaking of the Bengals and the Browns played a interesting game on Monday night. Obviously, the big headline, we're not going to show the clip for our YouTube video. We're not going to show Nick Chubb getting hurt. Brown Steelers. Brown Steelers. Where's Nick Chubb? Yeah, we're not. Mike was like, should we play the clip? I was like, absolutely not. Let's not play the clip. (laughs) Let's not do it. (laughs) That's a nasty injury. Uh, That is a, if, like, as serious as I think it is, that is a career ender. That is. Yeah. 
I already saw they already announced that he had multiple tears in his knee. PCL, MCL, dislocation, like all that. Insane. You're talking about um, what's that guy from um, uh, South Carolina who was really good, and um, he had the same injury as Nick Chubb, and he's not the same as that. Um, South Carolina, South Carolina. The dude that was on the Bucks. There's a monster in South Carolina. He was on the Bucks. He was on the, the Jaguars first, and then he went to the Bucks. Running back? Yeah. Yes. He was the best. He was the best running back in football before. Yes. Yes. In college, he was the best running back in football. Yes. Uh, By a large margin. By a large. Margin. Jags then Bucks. You. Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore. Ah, there we go. Yep. Marcus Lattimore. Never the same. No. Never the same. I remember He's a I saw super physical runner, man. I saw that live and I couldn't believe that I even that I saw that. Nick Chubb through some of the worst injuries in all of sports. Because he had that same um, drop foot injury, they call it, that Lattimore had in Georgia. And he came back and he's been awesome. Now he goes through like almost a similar situation in the same knee. It's like you can only put the body through so much, man. Yeah, uh, prayers up to him, but uh, I hope he gets the uh, the treatment and stuff he needs and he makes the decision that's best uh, for him because that's a tough one to come back for. Yeah, it's beyond football now. I just hope he, he can still walk okay, man. That's what people are worried about. I'm not worried about football anymore. I'm worried, can he walk? Is he going to be the same guy to walk? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Because, I mean, that was bad. He got wrapped up bad. Um, I saw the play. I didn't see anybody really talking about it in the chat. I just saw it on uh, X when it happened. Did you guys think that was a dirty play? No. I said, I said, I said it was a dirty play in the chat. I don't, I don't know how to make that a dirty play. I, obviously, I know how you make it a dirty play, but I can't call it a dirty play because I've been in many a situation where I played. Where you kind of just dive to to make a play. It sucks because it's Nick Chubb too. I, yeah, still think, I, still think, I still think it's a dirty play because he's already stopped in his motion, and I feel like there's no need for not to go that low. You know, he's already stopped in his motion. He's not falling forward like that. He's yeah, but when you're in in the 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 heat of the play. And you're you're going. You don't really know that he's stopping his motion. We see so many times running backs get out of that and keep going and find a way to go forward. So I, that's where it's like it's hard to put blame on the defensive player here because he's just kind of doing his job. You know, no, I'm not very fond of the super low and super high hits at all. I feel like people people need to just you know. Just try to do better, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you're already going full speed, it's very but, difficult to stop what you're doing to try to change what, what's happening. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, 
it it's the same thing with that uh, that hit on Devonte, right? Uh, I've been in that situation many a time, where you're going full speed, you don't know what's gonna happen, or if that that wide receiver's falling or whatever, you just kind of go in and you make the hit. Because if Devontae's not falling, trying to make that catch, and he's upright, that's a great hit. It's just you're going full speed. It is what it is. That's right? also it's, a great hit because that's also a super high helmet to helmet hit. Well, if Devontae is standing upright, it's not. I don't, know, I don't know what you mean. On the Devontae Adams hit? Yeah. Devontae was falling. Which like, he was on his way down. When uh, when the safety came and cleaned him up, which was he talking about? The the hit that hit, sent Devontae to the sidelines, the, the the second hospital ball that he caught, because he and caught a ball against it. the Bills where he got fucking cleaned and got sent off with in concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah. In the Bills game, was that like three defenders though? Like the there's two guys hit. on him. Like there was there's two guys on him. He went to go make the play, and then the third guy came. From over the that, was a, that was a dirty hit. I, yeah, ball I disagree. That was, I disagree. that was a dirty hit. That was a dirty I disagree. Hit. That puts it's the safety's in a very he, hard spot there. He knew what he was. He knew what he was doing. Like he was. If Devontae didn't he, wasn't falling, he, it's a clean hit. It's still a dirty hit. He led with the and that's a defensive receiver. Like he had time to see. He had time to aim at him on the ground. Like you're yeah. saying that because he fell, it made it worse. He was still already going down on the ground. There was no need for that hit. There was it's no just very difficult when you're going full speed to stop there, what you're doing. He had, he had absolutely plenty of time. He has plenty of time. To it's the same as the hit in the Redskins game. There's no difference between both those. Hits. A little bit different. Wow. A little different. Wow. But again, if this is ten years ago, that hit on Devonte Adams, everyone's talking about how it's a fucking unbelievable hit. Of course. Well, that's completely different rules this time. It's different rules, but again, that's kind of the era of football I, up, I was playing in. So that's why yeah. it's like hard to say that that's a dirty hit when like that's kind of like if Devontae wasn't on his way down, that's a fucking awesome hit. And we're talking yeah, about how good of a hit that, that you is. You can't say that really because there's people, you know, even though it's in different leagues, there's people who say like the time when people get bulls line in, in, in the NBA, that was a different time. It must be better because everyone. I'm not no, saying it must be better. I never I'm said it was saying, better. Like, I'm just saying, like, saying, like, oh, it used to be a dirty hit. Like, that, that used to, like, use the same argument. Like, that used to not be a foul. Like, now that's a foul now. That's a foul now. You're getting it, thrown out the game for that. And it should have been a foul then. Like, it was dirty then. It's dirty now. Like, yeah. It's the same thing. With CTE and everything like that, you have to, you have to throw them out. <laughs> yes, you might as well take these opportunities to talk when you <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Shit like that. Shit like that. I don't know. I know where you guys are coming from, but as a guy who played safety, it's uh, I don't know. I've been put in many situations where it's like it's very difficult to stop what you're doing. Full speed, go to go make a play. Tough. Tough, cause lose lose. Cause if you catch that ball, you stop because you thought you were gonna fucking kill him. Touchdown. You don't and stop I, when he's on his way down. Let you dirty hit. And I, I hear what you're saying because when I watched it, I was I didn't watch the game. I was out. So when I saw it initially, I didn't think it was dirty. When I saw it, my first instinct when I first saw it, I didn't think it was dirty. When I saw the different angles and saw the replay, 
I was like, yeah, I don't know. That Obviously, anything kind of... slowed down is going to look much worse than in real it life. It looks worse, <laughs> but I, I didn't I didn't think it was necessary because I thought his forward progress had stopped. I thought it was that play was done, and he just came in full speed for whatever reason. But I found it interesting watching the talking heads on TV that the offensive players and the offensive side of the ball thought it was a dirty play, and all the defensive players thought it wasn't, which made me think, is it a fraternity, or is it just different minds? No, because they called that Logan Thomas hit, because that Logan Thomas hit's way worse than that Devontae Adams hit. Kareem now, Jackson actually launched himself up to go and get the high hit. That was a dirty play also. That, was a, that is a dirty play. You can't fucking do that. The play on Shakur Stevenson in the Colorado, that was a dirty throw. The roughing the pass, the targeting, that was a dirty play. Yep. That was a dirty play. Like, so, like, it's, you You got to be fair. Like, you got to, you got to be fair. Um, it's, uh, the problem is when you talk dirty hits and stuff, it's all subjective. Yeah, because, unless it's, I'm, like, super egregious, I'm, like the Kareem Jackson play. I'm absolutely 1,000% sure he did not mean to, I, I don't want to put that up, he did not mean to end Chubb's season. I'm no, 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 no. He did I'm not. That's why it's like I can't call that a dirty sure play. But that wasn't the intent of that. That's just one of those things where it's like that is what it is. It's, but, it's so hard to make a tackle like in general, and then you limit to how you can make a tackle, and then it's like, oh, you can't really go low, but shit happens in football where you just end up going low. Like if I dove too soon, I went low, even though it's not my intention to go low. Oh, I took a shot, tried to go for your chest. Oh, I end up at your knee. That shit happens. Like, it's super hard to limit how you tackle because you learn how to play a certain way and that <laughs> <laughs> you learn how to play a certain way and then it's just like, oh, now you're like, homeboy who injured Nick Chubb, if they're calling him dirty, that's tough. Shit like that. Because he's just doing his job. So, but this is where I think the problem is because I, I can see a dirty play and know that someone's not a dirty player. I think what's happening in social media is they're trying to combine the two. And just oh because somebody did a dirty play in the moment, in the heat of battle, that, that makes them a dirty player. And I don't think yeah. that's happening because I don't think he's a dirty player. I think it was a dirty player. Like, we in basketball, that's supposed to crazy. We see guys do flagrant fouls and stuff all the time and be like, oh, that was that was just a dirty that was a dirty Giannis play. He's, a dirty he's player. not like he's not like that. Dylan seems to think Giannis is a dirty player, but he's not. He's reckless, he but he's not a dirty player. Dirty. He injured Kyrie Irving purposely. He did not. So I mean, so the ramifications and the. Is the Browns' season over? That's that's the question. No, they're still super talented. They're going to go – at the end of the day, they're going to go as far as Deshaun brings them, it, which was much different than what it was before this injury because they were going to go as far as Nick Chubb brought them. Now you bring back Kareem Hunt. They, they got back together, and Kareem Hunt finds a job, and Kareem Hunt is still awesome, but he's not Nick Chubb. So I'm interested to see if Deshaun is putting fight or flight and has to kind of force himself to become that all-world quarterback he was because he hasn't been that, and he hasn't been anything close to it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting. I think they need to um, 
I think the Browns were going to be right there in the end. But I think that Bengals team was in trouble. Bengals team was in trouble for a different that reason. My next question for uh, Mitchell. <laughs> oh, how many eggs do you have left? I have four. Four more. Dylan is thoroughly enjoying this punishment. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Mr. President of Doverl Fan Club. Yes. I already know where this is gonna go. But I'm gonna ask the question anyway. You already answered our Bengals in trouble. Is there something wrong with Joe Burrow? Yeah, his fucking yeah. calf. Listen, I've become the the expert of all things calf and Achilles uh, recently. So me and my brother talked about this on uh, Monday night after the game. We talked a little bit about Joe Burrow. Um, if I'm the Bengals, I you have to sit Joe Burrow for like four weeks. You have to. Just because maybe it's because I'm super familiar with this with this injury because my Achilles was from a calf strain, or because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. his Achilles from a calf strain. But mine was before Aaron Rodgers. But I'm saying yours. <laughs> yeah, Aaron mine Rodgers, and now we have Joe Burrow. And Durant, like the, the if, warning if, sign, the red light is flashing, Cincinnati. It's it's the check engine light on. It's telling you. Slow down. But then you have to tell with T. Higgins going off and this be you might not have him again. Can you risk possibly going 0 and 6, 1 and 5 in that division? If no. you're gonna if you're gonna no. try to save a man's career Ooh. and his body, you may have to just say fuck these four games, fuck these five games. To make sure that he doesn't fucking ruin well, not only your season, going into next season and going forward. Because all it takes teams, is one wrong step. How many teams make the playoffs starting on on six or one and five? I, I, I think you have to throw that away. You have to throw away the playoffs if you're trying to just make sure Joe Burrow doesn't like his leg doesn't explode. So punt the season. You yeah, punt the season. Because what are you going to do? Trot him out there and try to win at the risk of a super high risk of him re injuring a cat, his calf, or at worst, tearing his Achilles? The problem I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Shit like that. Shit like that. So it becomes what's more important. I'm sorry, Mike. But what's more important, your season or your quarterback's health? I get that. It's a tough. That's why they get paid money because while the clock is not on them like San Francisco and Dallas, the Bengals kind of need to, to do something like now. Like they need to they need to start doing it like right now because they're going to be in salary cap hell soon. Not right now. But they're going to be in, in hell soon. I think the best part about it is they got Joe Burrow's contract out of the way, and they're just going to do that thing every other quarterback does where, okay, this year's salary is going to be converted completely to signing bonus, and we'll put it in the back end. Oh, oh, so, one. like, uh, T. Higgins, T. Higgins is going to get his contract no problem. 
because Joe Burrow is going to create the salary cap to get T. Higgins' deal done. And if the Bengals are terrible, guess what? Marvin Harrison is guaranteed to be a Bengal. But they don't need another receiver. I mean, if you're going to replace one, you might as well replace him. I bet you they take him. Is he him or the best best lineman on the board? Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, if you think Marvin Harrison is that good, you have to take him. Well, then you put yourselves in the situation they were in when they took Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell. I yeah. think this time around you go with the Panay Sewell because you have the Jamar Chase. And you could – a lot of these wide receivers are being found in the second, third, fourth round. That's T. Higgins was a second-round pick. That's why yeah. I don't think the receiver. They need to shore up that line, and they need to get some help on defense. Yeah. Not- notably, their secondary. Secondary is dog shit. Their secondary. That's because they, lo- they lost uh, Bates. They don't have any corners. Just yeah, they miss Bates a lot. They miss. Uh, I'm even gonna say they're gonna miss Eli Apple because those guys can't cover. <laughs> those guys can't cover, man. So they're in trouble. But you have to figure out what's best for the organization going forward. Trying to win as many games as possible this year at the risk of your quarterback's health, or punting and just moving on until next year. Because Joe's going to try to fight to play. But somebody's got to sit there and be like, listen, you probably should chill out for a few weeks. Let's get your calf rehabbed. Go get some MRIs. Make sure your calf is good so we don't risk you tearing your Achilles and being out all the rest of this year and most of, if not all of next year, too. The longer the season goes, the The longer the recovery is. Yeah. That's true. Cause that shit sucks. Recovery for this sucks. I woke up today like I got my ass kicked. So it's yeah. terrible. If you're the Raven, you're just you're much dancing, dancing in the hallways right now. Because the Ravens also aren't healthy. They still are waiting for the rest of their guys to come back, and they're flying on defense. So when Marlon Humphrey comes back, that defense is just getting better. It's gonna be amazing. And and Lamar and- looks fantastic. And it hasn't really Odell at all, really. He hasn't really done anything yet. Yeah. He was having a good game before he shockingly got hurt again. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's bad. They said he's... he's no, nah, he'll be all right. He's going to play. He's okay. He just, it's he just one of those things out. where it's like, oh, wow, Odell's hurt. Shocker. Like, <laughs> a lot of those guys are under treatment right now outside of Dave Flowers. Like, Bate, Bate, like Rashad Bateman isn't really doing too much. He has a lot of talent. Odell has talent, you know. Zay Flowers is a dog. Zay Flowers, oh. he's what Hollywood should have been. Zay he's Flowers, if the Falcons keep continuing to not use Bijan Robinson as much as they should, Zay Flowers is my uh, offensive rookie of the year. I mean, Bijan had 225 yards rushing, and they still don't use him in the red zone. No, because they want to stupid, him. dumb. You drafted a guy in the top five. Use him. Yeah. Or top ten. He's, I'm sorry. Use he's, him. He's nasty, though. He's nasty. He's filthy. Use him more, Arthur Smith. Fire Arthur Smith. Jordan Addison is pretty good too. Fire Arthur Smith. I mean, we're we're leaving that way. We're heading that way. Can't fire a two-no coach though. <laughs> oh what? yeah, you can. What do you say? 
You said you can't fire a 2-0 coach. You absolutely can fire a 2-0 coach. <laughs> if he keeps misusing this top ten, top-tier talent that he has. Oh, like God. Kyle Pitts. That division, that division, man. I told you the only reason I didn't pick Atlanta to win the division was because I didn't think they had a they didn't have a quarterback. But Bang, bang, bang. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. But there's a lot of talent on that team. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised at what Atlanta's doing. But like I said, I knew there was talent on that team. But if they're quarterback, if they they get decent quarterback play, Atlanta's gonna be a tough out. That's a that's my dark yeah, horse. Still sucks. That's my dark horse for um Kirk Cousins. If the Vikings don't do anything by the deadline, I think he's an Atlanta Falcon. He's I think he's a I think the Falcon took a serious look at Kirk Cousins in the dome in the dome as well too. I really think he do. I mean, that's he'd, he'd be a great be a fit. Problem. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a good fit. Like I I've said twice in the chat now, and it just kind of dies because I guess y'all just don't think so. But I think Kirk Cousins would fit the Jets. No, I think I don't think Jets would do it. It's between the Jets and the Falcons. The Jets will only do it if they come out in the stretch. At least, at least like three and three and two, or four and four, like or four and what, like four and. If the Jets win the next two games, and they get out this like five to six game stretch, two and four is what you're trying to say. No, like three and two. If they come out like three and three, anything. In order for them to go three and two, they have to win three in a row. That's what I'm trying to say. If they win three in a row, the Jets ain't trading for nobody. No, I think they would. No, I think they depends on how they win. Yeah, if the Jets win, if the Jets have three or more wins after these six game stretch. They will probably go extra hard for Kirk Cousins if the Vikings aren't if they're on the same pace they're on right now. If the Jets end up winning these games by the skin of their teeth because we're not putting points on the board, they'll absolutely go get a quarterback. That's it. They will literally sign Kirk Cousins. They will literally take him. They will literally trade for him and let him walk. The craziest scenario here would be trading for him, tagging him, then trading him. That would be ridiculous. That'd be fire. But I don't. I don't think the Jets would do it. I just don't think the Jets are going to give up uh, more draft capital for another quarterback who's not going to be on the team. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, I can usually see the Falcons being like winning the next. Like, if the Falcons were to win three out of their next, like, if the Falcons get two or three wins in the next like four games, I really think for Cousins. Would be, I think they'd be going, I think they wouldn't go as high as the third or a conditional, a conditional third for Kirk Cousins. I can see it. The only I way think, I see us doing is if we were to give up like somebody like Bryce Huff and then a draft pick. That's the only way I see us doing it. I would do that for Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Be, I think it'll be, that. it'll be Bryce Carl and then like a three. I love to do that. I, I would, that would be perfect. Because then you clear up the extra like 24 mil. In salary, it just to make make it work. It just couldn't ask for a better trade, honestly. And and the, and the, and they need defense. The Vikings need anything. Mm-hmm. Like so I don't think they would say no to it. 
<laughs> I don't think they would say no to anything on the defensive side. Um, or even instead of if you're not looking to take on Carl, they pro- they could probably look to take on like an Eccles or a Bryce, a Bryce Hall, mm-hmm. included in that to get help in their secondary. So, well, I don't know if they take Bryce now. No, no, Bryce, not Brees. Oh, Bryce. We have two guys on our team, yeah, Bryce, Bryce and Brees. <laughs> we got Bryce, Brees, and two Michael Carters. <laughs> this commentator hell is Jets. Don't worry, Bryce doesn't play. <laughs> so the commentators don't gotta worry about it. <laughs> so you the team, he's the one that did that block. Yeah. He had a good block on that return ball, too. Sorry, I'm sitting here just looking at uh, our Yankees highlights, and I'm looking because Aaron Boone got tossed. Oh, but, what do you know? Again. But, no, Roz, like, when you see these highlights, because you know he got thrown out for balls and strikes because he always argues balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. But this was, this was terrible. Like, that... Like ESPN just showed four straight calls and none of them were in the strike. None of them were in K zone. None of them were in K zone and they were all called strikes. <laughs> so I know Aaron Boone lost his mind when he saw that. But um, yeah, so there you go. So I'm, I mean, I, I just, I just go by the way, you just play who's in front of you. But because I'm in a chat with people that never give credit. If Tennessee, this is how this is going to work. If Tennessee beats the Bengals next week and Joe Burrow doesn't play, because I also don't think he's going to play, are you going to give Tennessee credit for that, Dylan? Why wouldn't I? If they win. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, they didn't play Joe Burrow. You beat that team. That's Like, that's fine. Like, a win is a win. Am that, I will I hold that, it against you when I tell you you don't play nobody? Hearing from you, will I hold it against you when it comes down to like what good teams you played and beaten? Yeah, because that's not a good because team right that, now. That's so that so that is truly how you feel. Yeah, like that, you get the win, great for you. Friends. Like love you, thanks. Like you I don't know what to tell friends. you. Like congratulations, you guys beat yeah. the Bengals. Fantastic, that's wonderful. Appreciate you. Yeah. But like in the grand scheme of things, when it comes down to like the the playoff teams that you beat and like the teams over 500 that you beat et cetera et cetera the stuff that actually matters so when you play good teams in the playoffs you don't get dog walked you don't get credit insert the the vikings here right um that shit matters you when you play it. bad teams all year and then you walk into the playoffs against good teams you lose that's what I because mean. you don't know how to play against good football teams like that's, that's how it goes Get credit. That's all I hear. You'll get the credit for the W, yes. No, we won't, because you just said you won't get credit. Will you get a win in the win column? Oh, I know we'll get a win. So you get the I'll W. Be, like, I'll be happy that's fine. About but don't come in here bragging, we beat the Bengals. You didn't exactly. beat the Bengals. That's, that's but you beat point. the Bengals. That's Speaking of credit, Tom. That's my point. Yeah. But if but if we lose to said Bengals team, I will laugh out. at you because you shouldn't exactly. lose to that Bengals team. Exactly, that's a Bengals team you should not lose you to. Win. You can't win, but you do win because you get a W if you win. Can't but win. if you lose to the Bengals team, that's crazy. That we lose to them. You should have lost to them because they. You shouldn't win. have lost to that Bengals team, and you should beat. You should beat this team. That's all I need to know. 
Any team that's playing their backup quarterback, you should beat them. <laughs> you should beat them. Bang, bang, bang. All the shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Starting at where they won games, they shouldn't have lost to that team. You shouldn't have. You should not lose to a, a team playing the backup. Speaking of credit, though, I know somebody in some team that got credit recently. Nick Saban comes out and says, certain somebody is a really, really great coach. And at first, I couldn't believe what I, what I read because Mr. Ratboy himself is usually very quiet about other coaches and other teams. But something's brewing. Something we haven't seen in my life. I mean, I know my life. I haven't seen this much hype on a team and a coach in a long time. Never in Colorado have I seen that. He might as well cue it up, Dylan. He's he's taking over the whole thing, maybe. As we were transitioning to college. Some Colorado We come Buffaloes. We come. They played themselves a game. They they had a game. They was in a dog fight on Saturday. If you would have told me ten years ago that I would have stayed up till two thirty in the morning watching Colorado versus play Colorado State. I would have told you, you were fucking crazy. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing up watching Colorado versus Colorado State? We coming. And what a game this was. That boy, what and a game. They knock out Travis Hunter in the first half. Last rated liver. That kid's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck him. Uh, because this whole game, Colorado State was just, they didn't come to play football. They came to fight. Mm-hmm. This whole game. And Shiloh Sanders on the defensive side of the ball, did everything that he possibly could have done to keep them in this game because he had a pick six and a forced fumble. Played himself a fucking game because the offense in the first half was dog shit. But then Shador gets the ball on like the two-yard line. 98 yards to go. Drives no fucking problem. Just like composure, poise, like he's been there. Like he's built like that because he fucking is. And everybody told me, ah, oh, Shador's not going to do nothing the, on a Power 5 school. Yeah, I watched him do this at Jackson State. Like, I know this is him. There's a reason why he is so far away, so much better than every quarterback who plays at HBCU. Because he's a legitimate quarterback. They just get athletes to play quarterback at most HBCUs. They don't get actual legitimate quarterbacks. And, and he's not a legitimate quarterback. Huh? He's not just a legitimate quarterback. His goddamn... QB coach slash mentor. Bang, bang. Like he's as legit as they come. He is damn near out of all my years watching football, one of the best QB prospects I think I've ever watched. Because I not very often do you get a guy who just looks like he's in complete control of the offense. Like that, where it's like I'm gonna progress through all my reads and make the right throw. It's usually 
I'm in the I'm in the flow of the offense. I'm doing what I'm told. I'm gonna hit the first read and I'm going. He sits there, sits in the pocket, and waits. He waits for plays to develop. He has antici- anticipation, great pocket awareness. He has everything. Luck was like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Trevor was like that. Luck was like that. Deshaun was like that. There's a few. There's not many, though. Not many. Out of all the college football that we watch, how many of these guys are legitimate NFL players? Not a lot. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that play in the college that are legitimate NFL guys. I mean, they're. I don't know what you mean. I don't know how you're. Like, compared to how somebody plays quarterback, pro style ready quarterback, there's not a, guy, a lot of guys like that. Well, not a lot of teams probably run a profile. Like, even if you take a look at the quarterback, there it is. The quarterbacks that have gotten drafted there recently. There it is. He's right. done, folks. The punishment is over. If you compare the way Shador Sanders plays quarterback to every quarterback taken in the NFL draft over the last three years, there's only one quarterback you take over him, and it's Trevor. He's the only one. Shador Sanders is the best quarterback in any of these last these last drafts because he plays in the pocket. He knows how to read a defense. He knows his first, second, third read. He knows what the offensive line is supposed to do, and he waits. He understands what's supposed to happen. None of these other guys, like Bryce Young, Bryce Young didn't do that at Alabama. Bryce Young could have sat back there and just chucked it up, and he one of those Bugattis was going to catch it. Tua was pretty good. Tua was pretty good, but I don't think he's as good as Shador is. And Herbert, Herbert wasn't good until his last year, and then his until his junior year. And even at that point, he was just kind of slinging, just throwing the ball deep, just waiting for somebody to go get it. It didn't, and he doesn't play defenses in the Pac-12. Stroud was also good. Herbert was pretty good at Oregon too. Stroud, my problem with Stroud is exactly what I'm seeing now, where Stroud, if you take away his first read, he doesn't know what he's doing, and then he kind of rolls out and is trying to wait. Right, he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. Herbert was Herbert just launched. Herbert had a nasty arm, but he didn't sit there and have to be quarterback because he also ran a lot to a college. He did run. He was an Oregon. That's fine. Yeah, he was an Oregon. And again, you don't really sit there and play like that's why I'm. It's so refreshing to watch Shador play because you don't get to see the gut the the pro style quarterback just sit there is like, all right, cool. Read, 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 go. It's usually all right. Read option. Hit my first read. Then I'm running, or I'm just gonna chuck it up deep and hope somebody gets it. He literally surgically slices and dices you up. Tom Brady's his mentor. I know. That's why it's like it's so different than what I've seen. So different than what I've seen because you don't get this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think uh, I still personally believe that if he wins a Heisman, when they when they do the evaluations, people are going to realize the same thing you're saying. And I think because Caleb has a little bit of a backyard play to him, I wouldn't be surprised if Shadur, after all the, the interviews and everything, and they run the tape, that he's the guy that's going to be going number one. And in my heart of hearts, I just don't think that Dion is going to let his son stay another year knowing he's going to be the number one overall. I think so because he's he's not. I think the the Caleb Kool Aid's already been drunk. I like don't know. Caleb, Caleb's I don't already know. in. And if they, uh, go, 
if, if they go and beat Oregon and then they go beat USC after that, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if they go beat you, they beat Oregon and USC in back-to-back weeks. Well, I said this in the chat. If if they beat Oregon and USC back-to-back weeks, I'm on the national championship. They're they're going. Ah, they're going. I'm gonna be sorry. Uh, I'm I'm already on this this buffs train, but I can't do the natty thing. The only team that could beat them that would be left would be Utah. I don't say, but they're once they get past the hard part of their schedule, it's going to be like, okay, cool. Let's say they win the Pac-12, right? Because they'll have to play USC again. Yes, they'll have to play USC again. That game is going to be ridiculously difficult. And then once you pull them out of the Pac-12 and you have to put them against a Big Ten or the SEC. They're not exactly. built to play those guys. But you know when that will happen? In the tournament. I don't care. At yeah, in the playoff. Point, yeah, no, no. If they can get in the playoff. They're there. If they can get in the playoff. But that's why I don't think Shador's going to go anywhere. That's why I don't think Shador's going to go anywhere. If he, because, if, I think the only way he comes out is if he's a number one overall pick. I still I don't think, even think because he doesn't need to. There's I no he's number one overall pick. He, he's he has nothing. He has, I feel like he has nothing else to accomplish in, in college. He's Unless he wants worked. to accomplish something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, he he has the money, he has the support system. He's already done something that not many people have done. He's gone from the HBCU, taking an actual like NCAA college team, like a, a power of the Pac, like Colorado, Pac twelve. Yeah, like he's taking one of those teams possibly to the playoffs. He would win the high. He would, I think for him to be number one, he would have to win the Heisman or get very close. But, I mean, if he does that... Well, then... now you go... Next year, they're in the Big 12. They change conferences. They go back to the Big 12 from what it is. Now you go from being in the Pac-12, which after this year is going to be dissolved. The Pac-12 is not going to exist anymore. Yes, they're going to be done. Uh, they're going to the Big 12 where they could absolutely dominate the Big 12 because Texas is leaving. Texas yes. is D.C. next year. And uh, so is Oklahoma. Oklahoma's gone. They go, they dominate the Big 12, and they guarantee themselves a, another run at the playoffs and another run at potentially the national championship. You get to stay around with your number one receiver slash best friend, Travis and Travis Hunter. You get to go out together because if Shador locks in that number one spot and then plays well again next year, it's a no-doubt or no-brainer, right? I just, I just don't think that he passes up that opportunity. Unless he that. wants to win a natty with his dad. I mean, that's, that's the one thing you can't take away. That's the only thing. And I think and he wants to see it out with his dad. That's the only thing I can think of it being because I think Shiloh is going to use his COVID eligibility to stay one more year because he's done. Well, Shiloh couldn't get drafted regardless, but he's going to, I think since he was playing during COVID, he got another year of eligibility because he's a senior. So he would got one more year to play. I just think Shador Shador has a chance to do something. I mean, being the number one overall pick after coming from HBCU, basically your dad being your coach, the only thing that he would have to come back for at that point would be a national championship. And I and don't they would think, have a great shot. And I don't think that being the number one pick would not I, I you can't tell me like between the national title and being the number one overall pick coming from an HBCU. I, mean, I tell you, you could do both. You know, that's the thing. He'd have to do it this year. Because I'm telling you, if he gets, if he finds out that he's enough, he's in the running, a series runner for number one overall pick, 
national title or no national title, I think he leaves. Because I think, you know what I'm saying, like his dad is going to sit him down and say, guess what? Like, you may not get this opportunity again. You have to go through a whole nother season. Injuries could happen. Anything could derail him. I think he looks at him and says, son, go get it. Because we didn't even think we'd be here. And Prime will tell you he really believes that. That, you know, but I don't even think Prime would have believed that his son was going to be the number one overall pick in the draft, right? Nah, Prime would. <laughs> Prime would tell you that. <laughs> I mean, he could say he would. He could say that he thought that Shador had the talent, but I don't even think I don't even think Prime would think that Shador would have been the number one overall pick next year. That's where we differ. I think Prime would be like, "Yeah, no, it's a problem. No." Like, did he have the capacity? Yes, but. That's why I don't think Prime lets him just walk away from that opportunity because you know what? Like, he's going to be the first one out of all the kids to really get a chance to go play in his dad's sport and set the tone for the family going forward. I can't see it. And to have Prime be there after being his coach, be there to watch him become possibly the number one overall pick in the draft, I don't think the family lets that happen, man. I don't. I don't think the family passes that up. I just. I think Shador doesn't want to go yet. I think Shador will see it as unfinished business. I also think that the crop of recruits that are going to come to Colorado next year is going to surprise a lot of people. And don't be surprised if one of the top three quarterbacks from the nation are going to flip and go to Colorado. And that's why I think that he's going to leave too. It I depends. I don't. That's why I don't think it would happen because the top three quarterbacks are all ready to go to the NFL. They're all done. No, I'm talking about the recruits from high school. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Back. No, they're. I think they're going to get. They're going to get five star recruits up and down, and then they're going to. You're going to get some serious defensive players switching schools. Yeah, and especially because Warren Sapp is joining their their coaching staff and the transfer portal and the transfer portal. Yeah, the tra- gonna they're going to a lot of influx of people in there. And I think. When it's all said and done, I don't think you're going to look back and say, you know, man, Shador left. What's going to happen? I think you're going to leave like, you know what? They're in good hands. They're in good but hands. I also think but I also think Shador will stay once he sees like elite level talent come to play defense. I think they're like, oh, shot. We got a shot because, listen, these these SEC teams are losing their grip on on college football. They're still going through the old school, like, recruit, recruit, recruit. They're not using the NIL money. They're not using the transfer portal. They're losing out on a lot of these guys, and Prime, that's how Prime does it. I don't know. That's Prime how Prime does also, it. Prime also had a bunch of talent on his team, and he left as soon as he really got a chance as well, too. So I don't think Prime lets his son stay around just for the sake of talent because that Florida State team didn't lack talent, though. No, it's different. It's, it's much different. Prime was already making money playing baseball. So he already got a hint of what money was like. And Shador's making money right now. Sh- with Shador's makes and comes from money. I don't and think it, comes it makes money. a difference. That's what I'm trying to say. It's 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 even more. It's an even better situation. Because you're not doing it for the money. Life. You're doing it because you love to play the game. But you know? he also likes he likes that status, that clout. If he's going to be number one and he can put that into his name, it's going to be hard. It'll be hard, but I I truly believe Shador goes nowhere. Tom Brady I think Shador might sees not be number out. one. He might not be number he one. He might not be number one. If he is number one, I still think him. I think this is still being prime. I think his family. I think his. I think Tom Brady even calls him and says, "This is what the, you have to take. This you have to do this." 
And I think Tom Brady is going to literally be in his ear every every single day that he's a pro. He's going to he, he you talk about people who have fathers that are Hall of Famers and everything like that. Tom Brady has nothing better to do. His his kids are too young. And right now, he's over here having FaceTime calls with Shadura telling him he needs to get his ass into the film room. <laughs> telling you, Tom Brady's going to be in his ear. He's going to show up to his games. He's going to be in his I'm ear. Wait, I'm waiting for Tom Brady to show up to him. Every single Don't be surprised if Tom Brady's at his draft party, too. It's going to be it's going to be every single day. And I think the league's going to be like, holy crap. This guy not only has the goods, this guy is literally going to have he, he's going to have he's going to have an honorary coach with him that the team is not going to have to worry about. They're going to have a QB coach. They're going to have Tom Brady knowing that he's going to be talking to them. There's going to be all these type of shenanigans, you know what I'm saying? Where you know you're going to see some funny stuff happening, man. You don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, right? Don't be surprised if he lands in a place. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you the same thing. Don't be surprised if he returns to Boulder. All right. I'm telling you, man. It, it hits different when you can reach success with your dad. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. And I think, it ma- I think that matters more to Shador than uh, anybody gives credit to. Shout out to Shador for walking to the coaches handshake with Prime too, just to let uh, Norvell know yep. what was said. What was said? Yeah. Oh, he was there to keep him to separate him. I saw that. I saw that. I saw sure that. was a real deal, man. I'm oh, getting yeah, tired. I love seeing all these pundits who are talking shit beforehand. Like They're trying to hide their race now. They're trying to hide their racism because they hate. Especially those uh, Nebraska folk. I saw this clip from this Net Nebraska podcast, and they're like, "People are going to be really, uh, like, shutting down this Colorado stuff when they start zero six because they got their JUCO quarterback." And I was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Call him a JUCO quarterback. Looks That's crazy. But you wish you had that dumb as hell now that they're ranked and they got every major like college sports show trying to follow them around the country. College game day changed their plans to make sure they were at Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. College game day is having probably some of the highest ratings right now in the long run. It was the Big, fifth highest ranked. It has been college. in Boulder last three weeks. Saturday was the fifth highest watched college football game ever. Period. I'm telling you. Period. Seen. We talk about Tebow mania. We talk about that USC team. We talked about Vince Young in Texas. It's- I'm telling you, man. So let's 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 do it. Let's put it out here. I mean, who's going on record picking them to beat Oregon? I'm, I'll choose Me. Them. I'll choose them. I'm putting them on record to beat Oregon. Outright or with the spread? Outright. Spread. I'll do outright. Twenty-one. Let me take a look what the spread is. Twenty-one. Last time I saw it was twenty. They're twenty-one. They're twenty-one point favorites, or no? They're twenty or, and a half point yeah. underdogs. They're twenty and a half dogs. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think Oregon's that much better than them, and I I also don't may, think Oregon's that much better than them. I may be putting, you know, I may open an app or two this weekend because I don't think that they're that much better than them. 
we're gonna have to have a conversation about that, Mike. <laughs> They're twenty-one point dogs. That's Told crazy. Told you. Give me, you give are. me Colorado plus the points. I, that's why I was asking y'all. I didn't know if y'all knew the spread. That's why I was saying. That's are you crazy. Straight up, or are you going with the spread? Because. I'm going to take the spread because I don't think they're going to I'll take plus 21. But I'll take um, 21 points. I'll I play will, 21. I will take 21 points. I think Oregon's good. I don't think they're top 10 good. I think Oregon. But Oregon, the weakness of this Colorado They've team They've been is there together. Is their defense. And, and Bonix is good. And Oregon can score points just Bo like Nicks Colorado. Bonix is good. Can. But I don't think Oregon has a good defense. So Oregon this could be a shootout. Oregon's in front of the down field. I think this could be a shootout. I'm, however, I will not touch this USC Colorado game. I want Travis, no part in it. Travis Hunter not being there really. So I want no part yeah, of that USC. So Roz is going to say they're going to win outright. I love it. I love it, Roz. I hope you're right. Me and Dylan are frauds because we were definitely supposed to come on here with sunglasses. And nah, I gotta order. I'm not gonna come on here with any just sunglasses. I'm getting the prime ones. Oh, I'm yeah, buying those. They sold. I'm buying those. They sold so If you don't think by the time December rolls around, I'm not rolling in here with prime gl- shades and we coming shirts. You're crazy. I'll give because you I'm credit. a color. I'm a lifelong Colorado Buffalo fan until Dion leaves. If, <laughs> if they be if they be Oregon and USC, I'm coming on this pile with a cowboy hat. If they, if they beat Oregon this that. week, I promise you. I'm telling you right now, we're yeah, leading yeah. the show with college football. Yeah, we're leading. I will. The show. I will bring the college football correspondent on here as well. <laughs> it was also our other, other NFL pundit for us to be sitting here. Just like we coming, <laughs> we coming. And I'll tell you right now, like if they beat Oregon, and here's here's the here's the outrageous take I have one usually outrageous take in every sport every week this is the one outrageous take if they beat let them let them be Oregon by by at least two touchdowns people's faces are gonna melt yeah it's it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest thing in sports period the I think it already is period if he if he comes in if he lets them if he Without Travis Hunter, they beat that Oregon team soundly. And by soundly for me, it's by two touchdowns or more. That if they go to Oregon and beat that Oregon team by two touchdowns or more, they're going to be ranked in the top eight. I was going to say, if they beat Oregon, they are a top ten team. They are going to be ranked in the top eight. You have they're to not be. Gonna, you just beat a top ten team. They're not going to. They're not going to jump Georgia. They're not going to jump Michigan. They're not going to jump Florida State. They're not going to jump USC. They're not going to jump USC. They're not going to jump Penn State. But after Penn State, after Penn State, uh, if they beat Oregon in Oregon soundly, as Rod said, I could see the number six being next to that team, and that would be wild. Uh, Wild. uh, uh, uh. Wild. Yeah, that's a... Because USC is right because then what happens is they are ranked six and then they play a top five. That's what I'm about to say. USC is right after that. And then you know what happens, Roz? They're knocking on Florida State's door. 
Well, right, they would have. They would still have to jump. Let's they would have to jump Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah, Notre Dame. That's the other team I missed. Notre yeah, Dame. Notre Dame, Ohio Notre State. State. They would hop Notre Dame. Notre Dame ain't play nobody yet. Yeah. Yeah. But they would, well, then I'm they'd saying, also hop Ohio State because Ohio, Ohio State is currently six. Nothing my heart. Nothing my heart. Stars line up. And then USC is And USC, they're going to take you. They're going to take Florida State's three spots. I mean, what, what do you mean? How Florida they State. beat two top ten teams? That's how back to back weeks. So Florida State would be what then? Four. They would probably. Well, it depends. What I mean it depends on how depends on what everybody else does in those Penn two weeks. State does because Penn State is also right there, but nobody talking about Penn State. If but Penn Colorado State were to be the really ten, good. the ten rank and the five rank, they would have to take Florida State's spot. You would have to make them top three. Because name like another that. team that's beat two top They're ten like teams. That. But I will tell you this. The best thing no other... to me is if they meet in the playoffs, because that would be fantastic. That's a Cinderella story. Prime going to meet Florida State in the playoffs. That'll be doom for FSU. Doom. That doom. Would that would they can't lose the game. That's Yankees Mets. You can't lose. That's no, that's that's you worse than Yankees Mets because Prime has legit beef with FSU. Yes, that would on FSU side. You can't lose. That would be you one of the, the most watched. That'd be one of the most watched college. It, it, it would definitely ever. be one of the most watched games ever. 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 The narratives there are just crazy across the board. Prime not getting the job. Prime being, you know, one Prime of the beefing with Florida State, ever. not even mentioning the name. Refusing to acknowledge that name. he went there. Listen, man. Listen, man. That would be must-watch TV. Must-watch TV. And I love Prime, but we're not, we not coming during that game at that game. <laughs> don't worry, Roz. We don't got to worry about that. We'll all be here. The, 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 the whole pod. You anyway. You got something for you anyway. Don't you worry. I'm going to have to pull out all the gear because I've been, I've been chilling. I didn't pull out my gear yet. I didn't pull out the shirts. I didn't pull out the hats. I'm being real calm. He's not lying, Dylan. He, he does have it. I'm, I'm being real calm, right? You guys see glimpses. You see, see glimpses, right? Like, I, I, I had it ready. I had the AFC Championship jacket. Last time we won the AFC Championship. He has a hideous Florida State hat that I don't like. Yep. I also have the, the Jets AFC Championship jacket. It's on ice. And it's going to stay in that freezer. <laughs> right, listen, man. There's a, there's a few things that, you know, open up. It's time, man. You know, thought you was going to crack that bad boy open, didn't you? You thought you was going to break that bad boy out this year, yep. didn't you? Yep. 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 Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. The Yankees still won't let me bring back the the, the, the gear I have from the Subway Series because, they, you know, it is what it is. But we got some stuff. We got some. We got some. We got some surprise, surprise, surprise gear. I would love to bust out. You know, can't do it yet. I can't wait to roll up in here with these Dion shades. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't hard to find. Uh, I think this is a good point for us. I mean, Roz took us off the NFL because we still had to talk about Justin Fields. But since we went to Prime, we'll come back to. Uh, we'll do fantasy. We'll pause it right here. And we'll do fantasy focus right now. All right, and we are going to keep this train moving. It's time for 
one of our favorite segments here on the show. It is time for Fantasy Focus, presented by Total Mortgage. <laughs> Mike Ortiz at Total Mortgage. Uh-huh. Another week. This week did not go so good for your host. He did. You took a nasty L. A lot, a lot of this this week. You took a nasty L to the person you probably shouldn't take a nasty L to. His losing to Anthony doesn't bother me though because it literally took Nick Chubb's leg exploding. Um, and I think my defense also was like horrible. Uh, let me let me pull up. You got it up. I'm gonna pull it up. You want me to pull up your uh, the matchups? Yeah, I got or it. your scores. Okay, perfect. I got it. So yeah, it took Nick Chubb's leg exploding. Um, and well, the, Brees Hall getting four carries. Brees Hall getting no touches. Jerry Judy only got three catches too, I think. Jerry Judy. Deshaun Watson sucked. Like it took all of that. Mind you got a lot going against you. Brandon Cooks also got hurt because he's actually who I would have started instead of Brees. So uh, you know he it's just a perfect storm for him. Tyreek. I don't know. You left twelve points on your bench. He had Zay. Your kicker. (laughs) I mean it. Oh man, let's go to the Sin City Seepers. Yeah, I mean, if I switch kickers that Dylan says doesn't matter, I do win. They really don't. Uh, I I win though. No, you didn't. You would still be down if you switch kickers. You get seven more points. If I started Kirk Cousins, I would have won. Yes, yes. There you go. And that's that's what stinks. That's how I feel in my other league. That sucks. Meanwhile, the the all-time highest scoring game in fantasy fucking football history, when I shit you not telling you I lost by 0.9 points. Lost by 0.9. All because they took a point away from the Steelers' defense. I'm furious. Furious that I lost. Now I have the highest points for in this fucking thing. I've scored more points than literally everybody in this fucking league. And I'm one and one. One and one. It's fucking dog shit. But let's go. <laughs> let's go to Dylan's uh our his favorite part, our favorite part in the Josh Thomas Fantasy League. The team that is in last place right now. Is our sponsor, Mike Ortiz. That flirting, it is. Flirting with Mike Ortiz and Dylan's favorite trending uh fantasy trend has Dylan at number no, it has V at number one, tied with Dylan. Ron is considered technically number two, even though that's really third. Uh Anthony is now fourth. Blackheart fifth. Uh, Stevens, uh, I'm I'm seventh. 
Then Steven. Yeah, Steven's higher than me. I don't know how he's higher than me. He still projects. Projections, cool. sir. No, my projection right now is eight. My projection right now is eight. Mike Mine went from six. first to sixth. Which is wild. You're because I lost. Meanwhile, again, highest points for. Lee like, is projected first. Rods right now is projected to be in a second round. I don't know if you noticed. These are the breaks, man. You're, you're don't worry. Next week is going to be completely different. These are the breaks. Well, I'm, I'm week, just big trending down. Big trending down. Next week we have the Barreto Bowl, which is always fun. We love it. We love a Barreto Bowl. We, we love a Barreto Bowl. <laughs> Steven, eat a dick. We're here. <laughs> I know nothing would make Dylan happier than to make him call to bury that goal. piece of shit. Oh, and three. That's a tough hole. That's Don't worry, he's gonna need some help because Joe Burrow is his quarter. Who's his backup? He he has Kenny Pickett as his backup against the, the Raiders, so he'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> he'll a, be all right. There's a subtle shot at uh, Anthony. Raiders suck. I see he's went and benched uh, the Raider tight end because they don't throw him the football. They don't throw him the football. Christian Kirk has done nothing. Christian Kirk had a good week last week. What did he do last week? I, I think he had like 15. I feel like I haven't. No, he had, 20, he had 22. He had 22 points? Yeah. 21.96. I feel like I, I his, his name all they, Well, no touchdowns were scored in that game for the Jags. He just caught a bunch of balls. Hmm. Caught everything. Like he had Nico Collins, Christian Kirk, CeeDee Lamb. Like ETN didn't do anything. Jamar Chase done. They, like that hurt him. Those guys. Oh boy. And if you would have played the Chiefs defense, because we why would you play the Chiefs defense against the Jags? Like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And he used but that he logic. But in- he played the Bengals defense. Or is that next week? No, that was the that was last week. Yeah, yeah. week two. No, the I, Bengals. No, the Bengals played. I guess he uh, the Baltimore. Yeah, so I guess he fared the Bengals would do better because he thought that I don't like me. I thought this game was going to be a shootout. I really I thought, thought that game was going to be a shootout. Ravens was going to be a shootout. Yeah, I thought this would be Justin Field, just or Trevor Lawrence and fucking Pat Mahomes are going to have like three forty each and like three touchdowns. But nope, didn't happen. The way cookie crumbles, it's a flash uh, for me and Roz in our other league that we're in together. Uh, I lost again at another league. Roz, I think, won. I lost this time. Oh, yep, you did lose. But you're getting basically a bye week since you're playing Terrell's team. I'm I'm playing my dad, so who knows. But yeah, we will keep you abreast. This fantasy focus segment will be getting bigger because in about well, my birthday, in about two or three weeks, we'll have fantasy basketball up here, and that will be yes, sir, fun too. And then James will be back because you know this is he doesn't do football, so he's next. So, or have we talked more about my proposal for fantasy basketball? Or thought about my proposal for doing the bids for the draft? 
Oh, no, you can explain it to Roz if you want. Oh, Roz, I don't know. When uh, when doing your fantasy draft, have you ever heard of doing the uh, the bidding for your players? So each oh, yeah. GM yeah. gets a certain amount of money mm-hmm. for their team, yes. and then you yes, put players up for auction. Yes. To do that. I propose that as our, our way to draft. So instead of just picking one through ten and – Oh, I pick Giannis and Jokic and blah blah blah. It's all right. Whoever has the per- first pick picks a player that we start uh, fighting over, and your strategy is literally just try to get rid of all the players that you're not sure you want yet, and then like save your money to do yeah, stuff like that. That's a um, chaos. Yeah, that's definitely a format. I definitely, I definitely heard of that. I'm I've done that. that every basketball draft I've done. All right, see ya, Russ. <laughs> Anyway, every basketball draft I've done has done that, and it's been hilarious. He's back. <laughs> that, was, that was weird. That every was... basketball draft I've done has done that, and it's been hilarious and a great time. So it's way it's way to just stir the pot <laughs> and cause chaos. I'm we not love chaos. completely against it, but this podcast is very petty. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be a part of that. We love Petty. Coach Prime, if you're trying, I'm trying to be like Coach Prime. I'm trying to achieve a level of Petty that he operates on on a daily basis. So let's bring it to fantasy basketball. I will pitch this every week until we get to the point. I mean, all you have to do is get the majority. Majority rules around here is these parts. I know Anthony's going to be like, nope, don't want to do it. Nope, nope. Loser. <laughs> James was 50-50. Because he knows I love chaos, and he he may not want to do that because right now we're currently not friends. <laughs> <laughs> because he injured my quarterback. Base guy, breezy. He'll never get one of those off again. <laughs> I'll kick him off. God, Kick him off. As, as He's done too you, much. As soon as you hear him say, but what if? In what I, world? In what world? Time to go. Nope. Nope. Fuck off. Time, time <laughs> to go. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, that was this week's Fantasy Focus brought to you by Total Mortgage. My coach in Total Mortgage. Uh, I guess we'll bring the logo back up. Can see it, which is cool. So let's let's uh let's dive back into this uh football real quick before we finish the night off with uh with some baseball. Two uh two things popped off at the time we're filming this. This is uh Wednesday. Two stories popped off out of nowhere today. Uh, the Rams trading Cam Akers to the Vikings for uh, essentially a bag of chips. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Justin Fields saying that he's being I, – I do you have the clip? Because I don't want to paraphrase what he said. He's... Robotic. Um, you know. Be uh, coaching. Tough. <laughs> Tough. 
that sucks. But give context. You can't yeah. do that. He. So I was one. I was curious. I was going to ask y'all, how did y'all take his comments? Because as you can imagine, social media blew up when they saw that, and he's basically being called, you know, through the coaches under the bus. He's admitting that he doesn't know what he's doing. The Bears are cooked. That's all. Okay. The Bears are cooked. It sucks because Ryan Poles and those guys did such a good job this offseason. The GM. Yeah, they did such a good job doing all the moves you're supposed to do. And they've come out so flat. Fields looks lost completely on the field. They look terrible. They look like the team that just had the number one pick in the draft. Even after all the money they spent and all the improvements they made to their roster, it, they look like dog shit. Their offensive coordinator sucks. Like, their offensive line sucks. Their defense coordinator has been away from the team and has just officially stepped away today. He resigned because he's got uh, personal issues going on. So whatever it is that made him resign, I, I wish him the best. Because you, yeah. don't just, you don't just resign these jobs unless it's, it's real. So I, I I don't know what's happening, but I wish him the best. But um, they're in yeah. trouble, man. They're they in trouble. My I I agree. But but to your point, Dylan, to me the Bears look like a team that had the number one pick last year. Yeah, like they that just doesn't flip in one year. They did spend money, but I I didn't take I didn't think his comments were that bad. I I don't, I'm actually surprised him because I thought you would have liked what he said because to me that he when you listen to his entire interview his whole press conference he was taking accountability for everything. up until that point he said it was well he got asked that he took accountability for everything and he that did. was a follow up question to what he said about himself not doing going through his reads and not getting the ball out when he should because he's thinking too much. And then the reporter asked him, why do you think you're being you're being so robotic? And he said, could be coaching. He could have phrased that better. That one, yeah, I wouldn't. But I don't think he's wrong. Like, when you look So at, I also don't think he's wrong, but you can't like say that. You can't say it. That's the problem. And, and it's two different things because you can't say it. But I don't think he's wrong. He looks like someone that they're just feeding him all of this information. They're making him think too much instead of just go play. Like, you're talented. Here's what they're trying to do. This is how you beat it. Go. Instead of telling him, don't do this. Don't do that. Make sure you stay up like this. Make sure you go. Make sure you check one, two, three. He, he's thinking everything that he's doing, and it you can tell it's making him predictable and, and stale. It's, it's just he's not the only time Justin Fields looks comfortable to Roz's favorite thing when he never throws the ball is when he's running for his life. That's the only time you see him make spectacular plays and look amazing is when he has to run for his life and just make something out of nothing. So I, I completely agree, Dylan. You can't, especially being the quarterback, you're the face of the team. You can't Regardless of if it's right, you can't throw your coach under the bus like that. So I'm going to do a callback 
to about last year this time where I said something along the lines of this is a new regime in Chicago. Do you think they give a fuck about Justin Fields? And do you think they're coaching against him to see if he could kind of figure his way out to see if they're going to hold on to him? And here we are where Justin Fields doesn't look great. We're a whole year later now. He still looks like he's struggling. And it looks like a team that gave him his chance and are look like this is your last chance or we're moving on from you because we didn't draft you. The coach didn't pick you. None of us here did anything for you. Like you're here because we inherited you and we may have something. If you don't have anything for us, we'll move on. And here we are. There's no loyalty in sports to the guys. When you have a new regime, they will move on as fast as they fucking can Mm -hmm. to do so. And I think that's what's happening here with fields because Bears fans bought all the way in. We got all this hype in the preseason where people were saying, oh, we're expecting a Jalen Hurts type of leap for Justin Fields. Where? Well, well, that is like, where is that going to, where is that supposed to come from? Right. And we're at the point where Bears fans have started to turn on him. That's bad because Bears fans were the, the biggest supporters of this motherfucker. They went in and were like, we have our guy. And, like, they saw enough where it's like, you know what? We were bad. Fields had flashes. They won some games. You had the number one pick in the draft. But, like, they saw enough to be like, yo, this guy, if he has the stuff around him, could be the guy. And immediately, like, after week one, I was like, oh, boy, okay. And then after Sunday, they're like, oh, shit, he sucks. I don't think he sucks. That That's what I'm saying what Bears fans said. Like, we're like, yo, it's the same thing. The Bears... If there's ever been a franchise more cursed with quarterbacks than the Jets or the Browns, it's the Bears. They would be number three. It, it would be the Bears. The Bears haven't had anybody since Jim McMahon. Okay. At least the Jets have had like some quarterbacks who could like make the playoffs and like oh, do yeah. that stuff. They had Cutler, Cutler sucked. They had sexy Rexy. Rexy sucked. <laughs> he got Sexy Rexy got the Super Bowl. He did, but he was bad. That was much more so a, hey, that Bears defense was awesome. <laughs> but see, to your point, Dylan, you know what actually to me is funny and sad at the same time? I think the Bears have been more cur- cursed coaching-wise than they've been. Because they've had talent on that team. They've had they talent, have, yes. They have not had a good head coach in Chicago in, since Lovey Smith left. I was about to say, since Lovey, since, right? Since Lovey left, they have not had a good coach. Everyone they bring in can't coach. This coach that they have right now looks like he can't coach. Matt Eberflew cannot coach. So, like, he shouldn't have gotten this job. It's tough. It's tough. You need to be thin, like, thick skinned to coach Chicago. Chicago is one of those cities where they love you. You're all they got. Uh huh. It's tough because I hear, I I watched it, and I'm a big Justin Fields. He does not look good. But then again, Chase, uh, Chase is acting like a, he's acting like a, an idiot right now. He balled out on Sunday. He played great. He, caught, he had a good game and he caught a big touchdown finally. Yeah. They still he, have no offensive line whatsoever. None. And they addressed it. And it's still god awful. They're playing like the Bengals. The Bengals offensive line's dog shit yet spent all this money on it. 
the, the play calling is weird. Like, it doesn't make sense. And Fields never, run the ball too damn long. Like, so, like, it's just a perfect storm. I, I still see the flashes. And, like I said, I understand that he has not played good. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw him out yet. Because when I, I still look at everything around him, and I'm like, this is so a this is what this is what the Bears' him. options are, right? You suck, you know and you go you and get another option, good. or you keep him. You fire the the staff. You give him another new offensive coordinator, and, and then he's practice. a rookie in a new system all over again. That's why I think they're going to get rid of him because for the franchise, he's got to go somewhere and be a backup. I don't. I think he's going to take. It's going to be the he, he's turning into Baker Mayfield all over. He's going to go to another team. He's going to start immediately, ah, and then do that. there's a few teams he would start immediately. Yeah, but you right. can make the argument that he could start, but should he? That's well, the difference. Because, we again, like I said, we still don't know. We still don't know. Based off the fields that I know, I wouldn't start him. Not right now. He's not ready yet. He could out-athlete a lot of these guys and out-athlete you to, like, two to three wins, but he's not going to out-quarterback you to those wins. And he needs to I, learn how to play the position at a high I, level. I give you this: if if you drop Justin Fields, they're the worst team in football. But I think Justin Fields would make Arizona better because they have like it's just so awful. It's so awful in Chicago. Though. I don't they know because there's more talent tell, in Chicago than there is in Arizona. Sean McVay wouldn't be able to do something with Justin Fields. Yes, but I think Sean McVay would rather him sit. Yes, and well, actually they have, learn. They have Matt, but they have Matt. No, I'm saying if Sean McVay were to get his hands on him, I think he'd want to bring in a veteran with uh, with him. I don't know. I think man, he could do something. You tell me, Philly wouldn't be able to do something with him as a backup, yeah, because then he could learn for what Hurts does. I, that, no, I Ideally, mean, uh, if I'm Philly, I would starter, love to bring in Fields as a starter. No, if he was the starter, you don't think Sean McVay could do anything with Justin Fields? I think he would make it work and he would make it simple enough for Fields to do it. But it's a little bit different when you go from a quarterback who's been playing in the NFL since 2008 to a guy who's been in the quarterback for three years in the NFL with a completely different skill set. There's no way. Like, it's it's way. No, it's not saying you're starting. Let's say Stafford retires, right? And then Fields has to go and step in and do it. I think McVay would prefer to have a vet than than fields right now or if he were to bring in fields he would want fields to sit and help him more behind the scenes so that when his opportunity comes he could step in and be the guy that's usually how those those type of coaches are like pat mahomes comes in he has alex smith in front of him pat mahomes getting drafted was already like kind of better than alex smith was but he still sat to learn the game from a vet and to learn a system from a hall of fame coach Hmm. Those are the things you do. Well, that's oh. how the NFL used to be, and that's how it used to be all the time. Then everybody and had to work flashes of rookies coming all in, the time, and then everybody just fell in love. And then with here rookies. comes Andrew Luck, and he fucks up the game for everybody because he was awesome right away. <laughs> and all of a sudden, so now every start, rookie quarterback had to start right away. Has to start right now, and it, where that's just an anomaly; it doesn't happen. Doesn't make sense. But so, you're telling me, you think he stinks. You're telling me he's no better than a backup. You think he stinks. I think he. I think he's broken, and I think he needs to be fixed. The same way Zach is broken and needs to be fixed. I don't know. 
either one of those can 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 they be fixed who knows but i think they they would fare better being backups right now than starting justin we know that for zach zach we know for damn well shouldn't be on the field yet he should have he's not supposed to be playing right now it's supposed to be aaron Rodgers playing so like this is just the circumstance that we have where justin right now could definitely like learn from sitting and not being thrust into upon this bad situation, he would fare very well with a veteran in there right now, trying like fighting over adversity in a different way to show him how to quarterback through these situations than just dealing with it the way he's dealing with it and holding onto the ball too long or throwing interceptions. And but he could be rolling out, just hitting the check down when it's there, throwing the ball out of bounds, all these different situations you could just learn. It's much different than when your coach tells you something, than what, when like the guy who's playing the same position as you is telling you the same thing. Justin Fields. Fields looks cooked. He looks cooked, but he needs, I think he would fare very well from being a backup right now. And then earn the job back. I think he would fare well from better coaching and a competent offensive line. Then he could That's probably... asking for a whole other year. Then we could probably see what he's got. Because the problem is, you're giving him time that he doesn't have in order to get that. But again, new regime, they're going to want to bring in their guys. So, that being said, I don't know who the Bears play this week. Um, Will they play? The Chiefs. Yeah, so they're gonna go over three. Chiefs gonna drop forty. <laughs> they're gonna go over three. So they may go on four. Then they have the Broncos. They could go on four. They could also go on five because they have the Commanders. They're gonna split the Broncos Commanders. I don't know. The Commanders are a solid football team. They're, they're, they're a solid football team. Multi-marriage. The not. commanders are good enough to beat the Bears. I don't want to yeah. hear none of that. They're good enough to beat the Bears. That's why I said they could split it. They could easily beat the commanders. They could lose to the commanders. They could beat the Broncos, but they could lose to the Broncos. So the odds will tell you that they're going to Especially split if it's this this healthy commander's defense, because the commander's defense is good. I like their defense. Jonathan Allen, Chase Young. What? Don't, what? Let, Anthony, don't let Anthony hear you giving the commanders credit. Well, the commanders are, have the look at the look at the peeps they're playing right now. They're feasting on this bad schedule. Might as well. They're not very good. It looks like the the second half of their schedule is going to be brutal. Because <laughs> if they're facing all these good these like iffy teams now, their back half is going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. They're probably going to have the Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys in a four Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, Eagles, Cowboys. <laughs> hey, the commanders are just, it's nice, it's cute right now, but like, no, they're not there. They're at, that tied for first in the NFC East is wild to me. Yeah, I've got this schedule up right now. Yeah. They murder, have a rough stretch. Murder's row. Murder's row. They're playing <laughs> Buffalo this week. He's yeah, then they got the Bears. So listen yeah, to this. So they have Buffalo, Philly, 
the Bears, Atlanta. And then the, here comes all their tough games and at once. here comes the train. Giants, Eagles, Patriots, Seattle, Giants, Dallas, Miami. Bye week, Rams, Rams. Jets, Niners, Cowboys. They ain't win another game. <laughs> They're not winning another game. So I say, Caleb Williams can turn around and be a bear. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you guys, like, you know, like or a commander, or a commander, or that that stretch of going Dallas, Miami. It looks like Ron Rivera is getting fired. He is going to get fired. <laughs> he getting fired. Dallas, Miami, Rams. Listen, listen to these defenses. Dallas, Miami is not a real defense, but Dallas, then Miami's offense, then the Rams. Then the Jet defense, then the Niners defense, then the Cowboys defense. They have three of the best ten defenses in football in the last three weeks. Like they're lucky they're getting Philly out the way early. Get yeah, getting Philly while they're still struggling is the best thing to happen to them. They may Buffalo, they Buffalo's about to pack them up though. Buffalo's gonna run them out of the fucking stadium. Buffalo's gonna pack them up. Who knows? So yeah, Anthony and his little dance. I want an apology. <laughs> I want an apology about the commanders. Nah. Don't worry, Anthony. Who you play and when you play them matters. Because <laughs> right now it looks real easy playing all these bums. Real easy playing all these bums. Life is sweet when you play in Arizona. Just wait till the last 12 games of your season. <laughs> oh, man. It's tough to be a commies fan. It's a rough life. It's real rough, honestly, because they they just they're they're always like a quarterback away too. Like you can see them being a really good team. They just can't find a way to just do what they need to do to get a quarterback. And they had a quarterback and let him walk. They let Kurt Cousins walk walk out the door. Walk out the door. The last time they seen. Decent quarterback play. You so, like that though. You like it. You like that. So, so I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I don't. I don't have any more football topics to talk about. So I guess we can move on to baseball. It is. It is that time of year. It is playoff time, and these playoff races in baseball are getting very interesting. We got about two weeks to go. Uh-huh. I would say, yeah, about two weeks. And the NL wild card is <laughs> the NL wild card. You have one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six teams within five, four and a half games. Uh-huh. It is wild down there in the National League. Uh, the American League is pretty much wrapped up. I mean, it's going to be either Texas or Seattle. The Yankees are eight back. So it's 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 over. But in the National League, the Phillies are the only team that might be safe because they've got a little, they got a four-game lead. But Arizona, Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati, San Francisco, and even maybe San Diego still still flirting with it. 
Anybody want to pick? Are the Reds not going to make it because you don't think the Reds are going to make it or because you hate Anthony? Both. Ah. Both could be true. <laughs> Both could be true. <laughs> Remember, leader of the Ellie De La Cruz fan club. They ain't making it. Well, if we go by Dylan's logic, that would tell you that it's going to be the Cubs and the Diamondbacks because the Cubs are the only team in green. And then the next, everybody else is the plus minus in their differential, which Dylan loves to throw at Anthony. They're all in the red, except the Diamondbacks are the closest to the green because they're only minus 16. Even though the Padres are plus 82 and they've won seven in a row. Walk off too. But they're, they're four and a half back. I don't know if there's enough time left for them. Um, I, I, if I had to pick, I think, because the Cubs are struggling. Um, I, I, Anthony's Reds have a chance. I think the Cubs, I think it's going to be the Phillies, the Cubs, and maybe San Francisco. Give me Miami. I would love to be Miami. Give me the Marlins. I would love for it to be Miami, but they are under 500 on the road. And give me the Marlins. We're rooting for the home team, the old home team. Shout out to the Miami Marlins. The Marlins are under 500 on the road, Dylan, and their last one, two, three, four, five, six games are road games. Doesn't mean I'm not rooting for the Marlins. Your numbers that, mean nothing to not, me if I'm just blindly rooting you, for the Marlins. <laughs> you, who's going to do it? The Marlins are going to do it. Okay, so, you're, so you are, despite the stats. Facts I'm picking stats. with my heart. I think it's Philly and Arizona. I'm Did picking with my heart. The Cubs right. picking up a little bit. The Cubs are trying, but they really Cubs Arizona. I think they're in a skid, but I think they pick it up. The Marlins deserve it. I would love to see the Marlins get it, but I don't think it's going to happen. We're going with South Florida. Home of the boy. Fun fact, Roz, I don't know if you know this. My dad tried out for the Marlins when the Marlins first uh, became a team. Became a team. That's yeah. sick. That's pretty cool. He tried out. That's Didn't make cool. it, but he tried out for the Marlins. That's really cool. That's so we're really rooting cool. for the Marlins. Back when they were the Florida Marlins, the pinstripe uniforms. The Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Those Florida Marlins jerseys weren't bad either. Fire. I love those pinstripe uniforms. Those are my uh, MLB The Show uniforms. Yeah. Which I properly packed Mike up in. That's, that's a lie. Viva page. <laughs> what do you mean that's a lie? You won one nothing. We, and then what happened the next game? Pitching error. <laughs> what happened the next game, Mike? Pitching error. So I won one nothing the first game, and then I proceeded to hit every pitcher Mike had the next game. No problem. Once he didn't throw Pedro out there, it was just throwing 103. I was able to hit everything. Everything is strong. Everything is strong. <laughs> you still only won by two runs. Because I gave up a fucking three-run home run in the bottom of the ninth, and I was like, all right, let me stop fucking around. Clutch gym, that's why. Clutch, it doesn't exist. 
It does. Such exist. existed, you would have won. It does exist. You would have won. He was very nervous. I was not. I said, let me stop fucking around. Let me start throwing these uh, high inside fastballs that he can't hit. And then you proceeded to not hit them. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. It was a good time, Roz. It was great. I got to play that game. I still haven't played that. I haven't played the new show. It was wonderful. We used our Diamond Dynasty teams and got Mike the fuck out of there. Yeah, you also used your Diamond Dynasty team. I knew. Not ready for fun. You shouldn't have accepted the challenge. You challenged me. I'm not going to back down. You shouldn't have accepted it. You could have said, I'm not ready. And I'm like, okay. I didn't even challenge you. I, you, uh, Ron, it was, it was uh, Anthony. Anthony was like, oh, did you guys play on the show? I said, no, uh, Mike said his Diamond Dynasty team ain't ready yet. And then Mike said, oh, challenge, I'm ready right now. I'm like, oh, all right. Me. I guess I got to play. Challenged me because I definitely remember saying that, unlike Anthony, there's no bitch in here. Those, <laughs> were, those, were, those words were said. There's no bitch in you. No bitch here, bud. I would not have said that had you not challenged me. And then, Roz, what happened is after you played two games of the show, I then played uh, Mike and James in 2K. We played 2K that night? Yes, we did. Go ahead with the story. And I packed them both up. Mike missed a million free throws. Mike missed a million free throws. That was that same night. I know. Remember that. If, if Mike didn't miss his free throws, we would have tied. We would be going overtime, but Mike missed every free throw imaginable. Thousand free throws. And then James was up on me by like twenty. He yeah, took that L. He took that L. I didn't watch that game. I missed every three point shot I took in the the first half. James didn't take a lot of threes. He took like three threes. I ended up shooting like forty. I shot like 43s. I started making them all, and I ended up winning by like four. And I've come back strong. 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 I was pissed. I did the whole thing where I was just like, everything's going wrong. I just need to make my shots. I just need to make my shots. I just need to make my shots. And then James, James was like, damn. Good game, bro. <laughs> I was not losing that fucking game. Could not have that be the first time y'all beat me at 2K. No. Moral of the story, Roz, is I haven't lost to them in 2K yet. <laughs> the only game Mike's beat me at is, is WWE. So, in golf. He did beat us golf, yes. No, that doesn't count. The Hogwarts one? I won the next one. Oh, no, oh the, Hogwarts, the Hogwarts one you won. The fucking Last of Us one where we couldn't finish. <laughs> that one was fucking terrible. Never picking another course with that much water ever again. Yeah, I gotta play golf as well too. Golf is so much fun. We, we have, we so have fun, fun playing that. We show. have fun playing golf. We, we have we have a lot. Of, we actually haven't played in like a week. Like yeah, it's a been week. a while. Two K came out, and I, I know two K came out, and it just ruined everything. Two K came out. I've already grinded a second build. I'm already like I'm ready. I've also been playing fucking uh, what the fuck's this game called? Uh, Starfield. 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 Fucking like- that game's so ridiculously good. It's just the random quirky things that happen. Like, I'm sitting there in my spaceship, like, ready to land another planet, and I get a call for another ship. And it's like, oh, do you want to answer the call? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I answer it, and the, they're like, oh, hey, we're calling about your spaceship's extended warning or your st- extended warranty. Extended I'm like, warranty. no way, this is real. <laughs> I decided to put that in the game. 
Like, I was like, whoever put that in the game is hilarious. Like, they have a great sense of humor. They're like, hi, we're calling to tell you about your spaceship's extended warranty. So I threatened them. I said, all right, I'm going to come and attack. And then they uh, zipped off into another galaxy once they started shooting at them. <laughs> They'll be back. <laughs> They'll be back. Yeah, I got to, I mean, I got to figure out how I'm going to get my hands on that game. But PC. When you build your PC, there you go. When I build it. Or buy it or whatever you do. There you go. The games will come. Game Pass, man. All right. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Let's get this out the way. Let's let everybody know. Make sure that they uh, hit that like, share, and subscribe button. Hit that notification button. So you know when we go live. So you know when we drop new episodes every week. We're here for you. You can follow us. On all the social media platforms, wherever you get a podcast, we are there. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Twitch, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're on there. We're video video episodes on YouTube. We are here. Uh, it's now time for Dylan's favorite part of the show. And I already know where we're going, where he's going with this. But he's not first. Roz is first, and that is I'm him. Roz, let us know who is him this week. A dejected, a dejected I'm him. Dejected I'm him. I'd have to be Mike Parsons, man. Mike Parsons is him. And I have to see that up close and personal. Uh, Dude is a monster. Dude is missile he literally is just as fast, advertised <laughs> fast strong smart dude has the goods um you know i've never seen lt play like like that but the way they the way he moves is how i've always heard people describe lt so you know closest thing i've, I've seen i would think and he does it without cocaine so Shout out to you, Mike Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the Booger Sugar was awesome back then. <laughs> <laughs> that was some good stuff right there. Uh, nobody on the Booger Sugar, no. Dylan, who is him this week? You know, like I said, I think I know where you're going with this. I ain't hard to find. <laughs> I ain't hard to find. We coming. Neon Dion Sanders. Primetime himself. That's him. I'm not a monument. Or I'm not a moment. I'm a monument. Bar. Bar. Dion's the fucking man. Mm-hmm. So he he might as well just reserve his spot here for my I'm him for the rest of forever. So we'll, <laughs> <laughs> he might as well. I ain't hard to find. So I also was am picking Dion for my I'm him. But because Dylan did that, I have to I would be reminisced if I did not give my I'm her yep. to Brianna Stewart. Because Stewie was on one last uh, night last yep. night leading the Liberty in a if you're a Liberty fan like me and Dylan. Thank you. Stressful, stressful 
clinching game. The Liberty have not gotten out of the first round since 2015. There were a couple years before they got Sabrina when they were god-awful. If you've been with the Liberty since the start, since me, the Liberty have some heart-wrenching playoff losses. <laughs> and last night, to see the Barclays Center alive and on fire, and them girls needed all of it. Stars was in the building. Carmelo, Fat Joe, Stars was out there. And the Liberty pulled it off. They're advancing. Now, Roz, we'll get to watch some quality women's basketball because tonight, Connecticut scared me for about two minutes and then realized, oh, we're, we're better than them. <laughs> and promptly ran the Minnesota off the court in a deciding game and win a state game tonight. So Connecticut versus New York. It's lit. New York won all four games this season. But when I tell you I watched all four of the games, Connecticut is very good, and they are – they can shoot. If Connecticut gets hot, the Liberty are going to be in trouble. But we will – I mean, the series starts Sunday, so yeah, I'm picking the Liberty. I'm picking the Liberty. I'm 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 on this train. Liberty aces. It's it's on. It's that on. should be some really good basketball when we get that's, to that point. That's be some really good basketball. We get to we get to Liberty aces. That's gonna be fun. But Liberty, we're going with the Liberty. Brianna Stewart, she had a great game. She came through. Jocko Jones clutching overtime. Brianna Stewart and the New York Liberty, they are her. All right, we are at the end. Um, yeah, I don't have nothing else. You guys don't have nothing else. All right, Ross, take us home. Take us, take us home. Yeah, glad to be back. It's about that time. I hope you enjoyed the uh, punishment. But uh, definitely want to say um, I wouldn't do any of these things if it wasn't for you, the viewers. You know, thank you so much for supporting us. Um, make sure that you continue to watch and continue to engage with us. We love to hear from you. Uh, we love to see, you know, what you like, what you don't like. And also, um, if you enjoy it, please, you know, like and subscribe. But as usual, um, we're definitely on all podcasts and platforms that you can think of. But, you know, hoping for a great great sports week coming up you know if not you know you know what time it is it's time to crash your table <laughs> underscore podcast poppy underscore on all social media platforms thank you for all the listeners like share comment subscribe appreciate all of you uh yeah fuck you anthony uh just cuz just catching strays just because you're not here and fuck you and yeah that's all i got we coming coming yes thank you to everyone watching follow me on all the socials i am underscore mj on all the socials we're here every week because of you guys we love all the interactions everyone is coming up to us telling us how good the show is and keep it going uh make sure you join us every week make sure you join dylan every sunday after the nfl when he recaps all the games usually with his brother steven and um, yeah, man, we here. We're gonna be right back next week. 
hopefully recapping a Colorado victory. It's going to be wild in here if Colorado wins. I can't wait. Uh, but, yeah, shout-out to the Liberty. Shout-out to the WNBA. Shout-out to uh, Connecticut and Dallas. Dallas wins winning also advancing to the second round for the first time in, like, five years. So, shout-out to them, too. Um, they're going to get stumped up by the Aces. But still, shout-out to y'all. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we don't get paid for this. We do it because we love it. We also don't get paid for this promo that I'm going to give. But shout-out to Diddy for dropping the fire out. Fire. No As free ads. For us, to you, we say adieu and have a good night. Peace, everybody. <laughs>